We want to welcome you to the New Song Podcast, coming to you from beautiful Colorado Springs. We love receiving your prayer requests and comments at newsongcs.com. Thanks for listening as Pastor Stephen Hibden shares an encouraging word of God's love. I asked myself, we have a holiday for Valentine's for love, to celebrate love, right? We have a holiday to celebrate being thankful. What holiday is that? Thanksgiving, right? Why not have a holiday to celebrate hope? And so that is what today is. Today is Hope Sunday, and this week is not only just one day, but every day this week we call it Hope Week. We're going to do a number of things, and one thing is a challenge to you on your own personally. As a corporate body, there's some things we do by ourselves, and that's powerful. But sometimes if you know other people are doing the same thing as you, then it gives you accountability, it gives you confidence, it gives you um, just that little extra thing that would say to Chip maybe, well, if everybody else is praying, I guess I better pray. I'm a council member, I gotta do it, right? I'm just playing playing with you, but that's how it is. So if you look at your bulletin, there's Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, One of the most spiritual things we do might be fellowship. The Bible talks about fellowship, Acts 2, uh, talks about in verse 42 how important fellowship was to the uh, to miracles happening and to churches uh, people uh, growing in their faith. Um, so on Friday we're going to do something really important and that is uh, we're going to watch uh, Dan Wright beat us all in bowling. Actually, we're not going to, we're going to watch Ed beat everybody in bowling, uh, if you like to come to that. But there's other things are, so that's equally important, what we're doing on Friday night. But the other things are personal challenges. I think on Tuesday and Thursday, there's nothing together, but we hope that those days you take some time to do what it, what it says in, in your bulletin there. If you do, who didn't get a bulletin, raise your hand. Who didn't get one? Okay, so there's just two disobedient people here that didn't grab one when you came in. Curses on you. No, just kidding. Um, Make sure to look at that. Um, Then there's Tuesday. uh, There's a Monday night thing, which is tomorrow, and a Wednesday night. Monday night is that uh, two mean people in our church, uh, Juanita and... I always say that. Uh, Juanita and Bill Middlebrook, they're going to have dinner for us, and we're going to pray together, and we're going to have ministry time together, which means that we're going to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us and guide us and direct us in in how we're to have our prayer time that night. And then on Wednesday night, we're going to be at our house, and we're going to also have dinner that night, and it'll be a great time of fellowship and ministry and prayer. They're both at 630 because they're not in your bulletin written that way, because we wanted you to make sure to uh, remember that by not seeing it in your bulletin, you write at 6.30, right? Am I right? 6.30. Make sure to be at those things. Is that what you're raising your hand for? Or did you want to confess something? Confess your sins to one another and you'll be healed? Sister Juanita? Those are going to be really exciting times. I hope you can be a part. If you're coming or if you're considering coming, make sure to sign the paper in the back. We have about 40 already on the paper. Um, make sure to sign the, uh, it, it's, it, make sure to put your name on it and how many are coming just so that we make sure we have enough food. If you don't end up showing up, um, nothing will happen to you, but we would like you to at least fill that out. 
um, great. Romans 15, 13, I declared over you already, but I want to read it again. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. That's the key, in trusting in him, that you may abound in hope. Well, how do I do that? How, what is hope? Where, where does it come from? And I want to share some of those answers to you today and remind you of those things. Um, hope is not just an emotion or a feeling, I hope. I hope that Tom Brady does not win today. That is a hope. It's based on nothing. It's based on what I hope. Oh, it's not a wish upon a star. It's not a wish upon a candle. I blow out my candles and I hope this happens. Hope is uh, a much deeper thing than that because hope is a person. Hope is based on the promises that he gives us and that person is our heavenly father. Maybe you've lost hope, missing hope, or trying to hold on to hope. God is on the throne and is more than able to sustain your expectancy for whatever you need. Are you good, Mark? You told me to ask you, so I wanted to ask you. <laughs> Mark does a great job. You know what I want to say about him right now is uh, I want to lift you up. I want to encourage you, my brother. He, I saw him. I watched him this morning, and he, he's getting tired of it, I'm sure, of setting it up every week in a, in a mobile church. But Making sure this is straight, he spent, he, he climb up here, come back down, set it up, climb up, come back down, set, make sure that it's perfectly straight. And I want to tell you, God sees that in you. And yes, it's just a little thing, but man, you try to, I just appreciate you so much. You do so many good things around here. Could you give him a hand? <laughs> Amazing man of God. He's making an app right now for... Um, for a, uh, someone who's running for Congress, and um, I think that's really cool, and I, I trust, I believe that, that hope is going to fill your business, and you're going to have everything that you need, amen, my brother, amen, you're going to have everything you need, you guys are going to abound in hope, and you're going to not have enough containers to, to hold it all, what God wants to do in your lives, amen. I want to call this uh, message, Hope, the Anchor for All Ages, meaning double meaning, ages, all ages. There is a hope for all of us, no matter where we are in our, our season in our life, or where we are in age, or where we are at in um in our walk with God, hope for all ages. Lord, we just thank you once again for this time together, and I pray that you would anoint this word. I pray that you would uh, speak to our hearts. I pray that you would open up our ears. Uh, sometimes our ears don't hear what they need to hear because we're so distracted by so many things, and it's, the Bible talks about planting uh, in good soil. And Lord, let us be good soil to hear from you today. Let us be good soil so that you can speak into our hearts. You know, my friends, in Jesus' name, it, uh, when you preach, you have to study, and you, um, you, you get the best sermon of anybody because you have it inside your heart. I think probably a better model for church would be that we all prepare our sermon and get ready to share it, and then we just all share them at the same time. I think we would all learn more from that because I feel like God has taught me so much just through, uh, just through studying this word hope, and um, I, I pray that God would um, speak to you today. 
there was a movie that came out not too long ago called The Greatest Showman. And I'm not about to base my sermon on The Greatest Showman because um, it, it, it fails in, a, in an area. But one of the themes in the movie was, who, anyone see the movie The Greatest Showman? This is the greatest show. It's so good, you know. But the, one of the themes in the movie is about dreaming, dreaming for things and believing for them to come to pass. And um, one of the uh, lines in the in the in one of the songs is, uh, I'm going to have Maria sing it for us because she's so good at it. Where's she at? She loves that movie. <laughs> it says this, when the world becomes a fantasy and you're more than you could ever be because you're dreaming with your eyes wide open and you know that you can't go back again to the world that you are living in because you're dreaming with your eyes wide open. Now, that's certainly not a Bible verse. It's inspiring, and although it does inspire me, to, and, and there is a little bit of truth in it, that God has given us all an imagination, and whether we're asleep or we're awake, when we think of something creative, it's probably coming from God. God gives us those things. But when it comes down to it, and you're trying to base your faith on something, it's not going to be enough to dream with your eyes wide open. It's nice, but it's not enough. Let me remind you that the hope that you have is not based on a wish upon a star or a feeling. It's based on a person. And neither is hope a nonchalant swaying back and forth. Oh, a religious, a religious chant or a, or a um, just... Uh, See, I walk away from my notes, and it's kind of a religious dance where we say, oh, I hope this happens in my life. I'm believing. And then you take that next week, and you walk like, like not for Jesus at all, and you don't live for him, and you're believing for something. Oh, I hope I do better in my walk with Jesus, and nothing changes. That's not hope either. Oh, I hope that this week I get closer to God, but nothing else changes. Nothing in your lifestyle, nothing in your obedience like we talked about last week. Hope is not either an escape from your reality either. Like, oh, uh, let me just leave this behind, and oh, I trust nothing's impossible with you. I'm just going to escape my reality. I'm going to come to church. I'm in this trance, and I'm not going to think about it. Hope doesn't escape from reality. The only thing that it escapes from is the enemy's hold on your reality, the enemy's grasp on your uh, lack of hope. That is the only thing you are escaping, is that fear, because God would say, hey, let that go. I have all the hope you need, and I, would I want to welcome you today to hope. I want to welcome you today to feel free to believe for what God, it almost feels like, well, I don't deserve it, so I can't have it. You deserve it. God has given you freedom to hope. Hope will face your doubts and problems in the face because they're not based on empty wishes. They're based on God's promises. God's promises are things like, I am a child of God. I am more than a conqueror. I can do greater things through Christ who strengthens me. These are God's promises for us. But a lot of times we base our hope on uh, our, what we think about ourselves, and that's not going to get you anywhere. Did you open your Bibles or look up, put up the scripture, Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. 
I felt like um, I should say something to someone in the room, and maybe it's to everyone. It's definitely something that speaks to me, and it's, and it's this, that hope is, um, is when, you, when you have true hope, you have a purpose. And there's some of us who feel like maybe there's one or a few. You feel like um, your perp you know the day you were born was important. You know the day you were important, they you were born was important, but I want you to know there's another day that's just as important or maybe more important, and maybe it's to a young person or maybe it's to an old person, but that's the day you discover or you realize why you were born. There's some of us who are walking, knowing there's something, but I don't know why I was born. And I remember the day uh, for me that I realized, man, there God has got so much more for me than just being Stephen. God has got things for me to be a man of God, to do things for him, to do the impossible for him. That day is important as well. And the Bible says this in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. Are you listening? It's full of meaning. It says this, we have this hope as an anchor for our souls, both sure and steadfast. This hope, I'll read it in this version, this hope we have as an anchor for our souls, both sure and steadfast, and which enters the presence behind the veil. Do we have any more than that? Where the forerunner has entered for us, even Jesus having become high priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. That is a mouthful. But all, of, all, all that it is saying, it is painting a picture, the writer of Hebrews is connecting our hope to Jesus and what he did for us on the cross. He says, behind the veil. I'm going to explain that in a minute. But the first part says, we have this hope as an anchor for our souls. We, it compares it to an anchor. And um, the, the picture that I see here is that he is uh, saying that the world is our ship at sea, right? Have you been there being tossed up and down? Our souls are the boat. You with me? Our expectations, our hope or our deferred hope, are the precious cargo. Heaven is the destination, and the temptations and the trials and the struggles are the wind and the waves. But one thing, one thing that we have when we go to work, when we go to school, when we go through our trials, one thing that we have that the others don't have. We're all, besides that, we're all in the same boat. Everyone, whether you believe in Jesus or not, whether you go to church or not, you have a boat, you have your cargo, you have your expectations, you have your trials, you have your struggles. Everyone's got that. They're on the sea. And there's some that are tossed, they're being tossed to and fro. And there's a lot of uh, uh, teenagers and, and college kids and, and even adults who, uh, who, who have walked with Jesus for a long time, but experiences have messed with them that are unstable in all of their ways. Every time something comes against you, every time you are tempted, every time that you are... Um, you, the wind hits you the wrong way or the waves hit you the wrong way, you, you stumble, you fall. 
But there's one thing that we have that those don't have, and that is the hope that is an anchor for our souls that is the gospel, that is Jesus. Jesus is the thing that's different when you believe, when you are a believer and you are connected to Jesus, when those waves come against you and you are tossed to and fro, you are able to stand steadfastly. You are able to stand strongly and courageously in one spot because Jesus has got your back. And when you're walking and you're saying, oh man, but you don't know, you don't understand what I'm going through. Well, this hope that I'm talking about in Jesus is not based on, oh, he's a nice guy. It's based on what he did for you. Look at the scripture. It says it in a really profound way, and I'm going to explain it in a really simple way. Stay with me. It says, both sure and steadfast, which enters the presence behind the veil. What is that talking about? Mariah, could you come up here and explain it to us? What does this mean, the presence behind the veil? Most of us could say it, if, if you think about it, you would understand. And let me just walk you through it just really quickly for those who may not understand. All it's saying here is that when Jesus was on this earth, yes, this is, it was great what he did, all of the amazing miracles he did, but this is why you should believe in him. Are you listening? Because when he came to this earth, he had one purpose while he was here, and that was to help you because you're a sinner. And because you're messed up and because you have your issues. And when he came to this earth and died on the cross, it wasn't by, oh, great, they caught me and now I'm on the cross and now I'm dying. Oh, that was not, that was part of his purpose because what happened when he was on that cross and he died, the sky went black. A lot of things happened, and one thing that happened while he was dead is that there was a church where everyone went at that time in, in, in Jerusalem, where all of the uh, believers went, and they had a curtain in the church where only the priests could go after he had washed his hands and done this and done this and done this and done, just so he could get ready to go into the curtain. He would go into the curtain, but before he would go in, they would attach a string or a rope to him somewhere, I think to his leg, so that in case when he went into the curtain, because that's where God's presence was, in case when he walked in, he was not ready, he was not in the, in the proper, uh, he had not done the proper things if he was had sin in his heart when he would go into the presence of God he would die and then they'd have to pull him out with a rope that's why they attached it but usually that wouldn't happen he would go in and he would do sacrifices and he would do the business for everyone but when Jesus died on the cross some something that we forget is that that veil that was in the in the temple was ripped in half it happened. It wasn't like these curtains. It was much more, uh, it was very strong, and it's not something you could just, would happen to rip on its own. It ripped in half because in the spiritual realm, something was happening, and it was showing you and I, as a, as a teenager, as a kid, as an adult, all ages, that we have this hope that has now been, the temple veil has been ripped in half. We get to enter his presence 
anytime we want, and we can receive forgiveness anytime we want, and we have this hope that will anchor your sinful soul so that whatever you're going through, you're saying, well, that doesn't really apply to me with my problem. Yes, it does. God, when Jesus died on the cross for our sins, he also died for all of our iniquities, all of the things we're dealing with, all of our sickness was put on him. And when he died, the veil was torn in two, that we can enter into his presence and we can receive forgiveness and healing. That is the anchor that is steadfast at the bottom of the ocean. It's not an anchor that floats. Hope floats. I think that was a movie that came out. But it is at the bottom of the ocean, secure, steadfast, in a foundation on the ground that will not come up so that whenever you go through something, God is there for you as an anchor. I know it's 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 uh it's a, really a simple concept, but it needs to you need to understand it's not based on feeling or emotion. It's based on what Jesus did on the cross. And um, today I want to challenge you to walk through Hope Week and Beyond with me, based on the truth that you are allowed to hope that that is a gift. God has given you are allowed to hope. Would you, Brother Chappie, would you come forward and play? And um, uh, Bethany, would you also come forward? We're going we're gonna to receive communion today. And what I want to ask you to do is attach the thing that you were hopeful for to the emotion of worship and raising your hands. No, I want you to attach what you were hoping for to the promise, to the anchor of Jesus. So you're going to receive communion. We're receiving communion like this in our mobile church. We'll get back to our fancy communion when we, when we move out of here. But, but um, until then, we're using this. There's a, don't open it up yet. Don't open it up yet. But when we do this, you're going to receive it believing for your forgiveness. Yes, for some reason that's easier for some of us to believe for. But you're also going to believe for what? Whatever it is that you need, you're going to believe that as we receive this communion, not that uh, something happens uh, superstitiously, but something happens supernaturally because God's spirit is on this. And it's not uh, anything more than just a token to help us remember, but sometimes something like this will trigger something inside you to realize God can answer whatever you need him to do. When you take the cracker, you, it'll help you to remember Jesus died on the cross for your sins. When you receive the grape juice, you will remember the blood that was shed for you and that you will also remember what he did what he did for you. But I want to share uh, just a quick little story that happened. Uh, maybe you've heard about this. And it's appropriate that there's some Canadians in the room because it's happened with some Americans and some Canadians. And it was just a simple little thing that happened on the ocean uh, 20 years ago. I don't know how many years ago it was. But uh, it, it, it illustrates something. And um, the thing that it's going to illustrate is for you today, if you are here, 
besides all the other things, and you have any doubt in your mind that this guy up in front knows what he's talking about, about Jesus and the anchor that he is to your soul, if you have any doubt that, well, what if Jesus is not real? What if the Bible is not real? What if all of this is just a hoax? Then I have belief for nothing. The world will tell some of you, and some of you are like, well, that is not where I'm at. I believe 100 million percent that Jesus is real. But you may be here today, and that is why I'm going to share this. And you think, man, I, I see on the Grammy Awards, on the American Music Awards, I see on the Oscars, I see on the Golden Globes, I see these idiots. No, I see these people get in front. And I'm not talking about politics right now. I am talking about they will get up there. Oh, I want to give the Lord praise right now for giving me this. And then you see them walk in their life and they walk like hell. I mean, they walk like they are. You are not a believer. You are giving us the worst impression. There's nothing that gets on my nerves more than someone who says they believe but really don't believe in Jesus. They, they doubt. They I don't know what it is, why they don't, but they think that they know better and they live their life in the only way they want to. And hope will keep you from being that flaky Christian. Hope will keep you from, from being insincere in your walk. But, but here's the thing I was getting to. I kind of got on a, something else. They will tell you, and you'll hear people tell you, oh, well, you don't understand. You don't know what you're talking about. Jesus is not real. Or they may not say it in that way, but they will basically discount everything the Word of God says by the way they live their lives. And they don't know what they're talking about. They might think they know what they're talking about, but they don't. And if you doubt and you wonder and you question if you are on the right track, I want to share this with you. There was a, a group of Americans on a, um, uh, on a, uh, what do you call them? A, uh, I didn't write this part down, uh, an aircraft carrier. They were on an aircraft carrier. A group of Americans were on an aircraft carrier, aircraft carrier, and they were close to Russia. They didn't know who was in front of them. It happened to be Canadians. And this is what they said. Americans said, please divert your course. You've probably maybe heard this before. Please divert your course 15 degrees to the north to avoid collision. The Canadians replied back, although the Americans did not know they were Canadians. We recommend you divert your course 15 degrees to the south to avoid collision. Out. The Americans, this is the captain of the U.S. Navy ship. I say again to you, divert your course immediately. This is the world will tell us this. Divert your course. You're going the wrong way. Please listen to me. I know what I'm talking about. Well, they said at church this. I heard in the Bible this. I know Jesus is supposedly an anchor for my souls. But the world will tell you to divert your course, Canadians reply back. No, I say again. You divert your course, the Americans. 
This is the aircraft carrier USS Abraham Lincoln, the second largest ship in the United States Atlantic Fleet. We are accompanied by three destroyers, destroyers and three cruisers. I demand that you change your course 15 degrees north or countermeasures will be undertaken to ensure the safety of this ship. One reply back from the Canadians. This is a lighthouse. Your call. <laughs> and it's almost funny to think this way. But some of our kids and some adults that I talk to every day that may or may not be in this church will sometimes question who is the lighthouse you say i am well i just heard from the aircraft carrier abraham lincoln that i'm going the right way they said it on tv last night i read it here my friends say this uh, my parents even said this i and, and now i'm coming here and you tell me to live this way and i would say to you you are listening to the wrong person because maybe it's an aircraft carrier but jesus as 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 ron sang about last week so well that would have been perfect today jesus is the lighthouse he stands as an anchor that doesn't change he's always truth you may hear someone say their opinions at time and you may feel like switching tossing turning this way or that and you may feel like you've heard the truth you may think something holds so much weight that you have heard or maybe it's just a little whisper in your in your ear it's just a little whisper from the enemy or maybe it's just from your flesh you'll never make it you can never do this you don't know what you're doing you aren't strong you'll never be healed you'll never get that job and god would say my son jesus is your lighthouse and his directions will always be correct would you get your communion ready thanks for listening today remember part. god wants to do the impossible for you we encourage you to become a deeper part of what we are doing. Visit us at newsongcs.com and become a giver to the New Song Foundation and an investor in bringing this message of Jesus across the world. God bless you.